0: Welcome to Making Our Way Forward, a podcast where we share compelling life stories and learn from the experience of everyday entrepreneurs. At NACI, we celebrate diversity and invite you to join the conversation as we talk to entrepreneurs and leaders from all walks of life. We hope that by telling their stories, we bring you inspiration, empower you to take action and ignite entrepreneurship in your community. Welcome to this episode of Making Our Way Forward. We have a very special guest in the audience who's got a lot of expertise in the area of finance, and he also has a very successful podcast program himself. So we are going to dive into today's conversation, and I'm going to welcome uh, Terrell Turner to the program. So thank you for being with us today. Uh, How are you doing today?
1: I am great, and thank you for having me.
0: Sure, well, will share with us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where, where do you live? Um, maybe share with us a, an experience that you had as a as a, as a professional or as a, as a young person. What kind of guided you onto the path that you're on today?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I'm located in the amazing state of North Carolina. Um, (laughs) moved around a little bit, but uh, my wife and I decided to make North Carolina our home. And my background is accounting and finance and, uh, you know, moving through different careers. I I started off in public accounting and traveled a lot, then went into corporate accounting and finance and moved around a lot. So it was important for, uh, for me to find a place like what we wanted to call home. And then once we got here, probably a year after being here, I left my corporate career to focus on building up my account, my own accounting firm. So I provide accounting and fractional CFO services for small and medium sized businesses. And, you know, when I think back on kind of my journey of just all the twists and the turns, um, I think back to. There was a college professor that I had um, named Jim Benson, and he was my tax professor, and he was also an entrepreneur himself. And one of the, the conversations I remember him having with me was, you know, your path moving forward is probably not going to go like you put it down on paper. Um, so the best thing you can do is really make the most of every stage of your process and enjoy the journey and still continue to move forward. And he and I kept in touch and he, you know, he provided me a lot of context on things that I didn't know because I was a first generation college student. No one in my family had gone into, you know, accounting or, you know, the corporate career path. So it was all new to me. And he really helped provide a lot of context as I was kind of navigating different decisions and moving forward.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. And I think, you know, for all of us, depending on, you know, our our family circumstances, you know, we need people like that to guide us along the way. And I see you doing that work uh, in sort of in your public facing life um, to others. And and it's interesting that you chose North Carolina for your home. NACI also chose North Carolina for our home. Uh, We moved in here in January of 2020, right before the pandemic. So uh, we still have an administrative office in Massachusetts, but we chose uh, this region for a lot of different um reasons so uh, you know who knows we may not uh, geographically be that far away from each other um and i think what you mentioned too um really highlights the importance of um you know community colleges and universities um, in terms of the impact of first generation students so um here on the program we're avid readers so one of our favorite authors is malcolm gladwell and i you've probably read some of his books but just really the compounding of, of advantages. And, you know, as a finance guy, you know, you're probably familiar with that. But I I think it's interesting when people think about different career paths, because, you know, it was, like you said, a professor that got you um, interested in becoming a CPA and, and as an entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about the early stages when you were um, building your practice. Um, You know, what kind of things um, did you do to to get clients? Um, How did you um, work to kind of get your name out there into the community? Because certainly people want um, tax professionals that they can trust.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think the first thing, uh, even before I started my firm, one of the, and I was still working a corporate job, is I went to LinkedIn and I looked up, you know, as many people as I can find that already had their own accounting and finance practice. And I sent them a message and tried to set up whether it was a phone call or a lunch with them to say, hey, can I, you know, love to sit down, talk to you about your experience. Because I'm thinking about going in that path. And of course, not everyone responded and said, yes, they either didn't have the time or maybe it got lost in their emails. But, there was about eight people who did respond. And so I met with all of them and I, you know, had one-on-one conversations with them, talked to them. I only asked for about 30 minutes. Some of them ended up giving me like two hours um, where they just really started. We started talking through the nuts and bolts of, you know, of, of the, you know, having an accounting business. And one of the big things that I learned in those conversations was, You know, you have to find a way to build and establish trust as quickly as possible. And and it makes sense because when you're dealing with someone's finances, that's a very private part of our lives. And it's not something that we're used to just putting out there and just letting everybody into. So you want to make sure you develop trust. And so I started thinking like, okay, how do I get creative about establishing trust um, quickly? And so I started you know, really looking at my, you know, as a podcast as, hey, you know, there are people that I've listened to on podcasts that I kind of feel like I know them, even though I've never met them before, because it's like you listen to a couple episodes, like, yeah, I know a little bit more about them. So I decided to use that as an avenue of really introducing myself to people so that if I ever met someone in person, that that meeting wasn't the first and only way they could have you know, learned about me. Like they could now, you know, I was looking at the, the numbers last night and like I think I filmed over like 400, 400 interviews to where it's like people have a long library. They can go back. And all of that happened in the last 18 months. So it's like over 400 interviews filmed where people can really get to know me and start to understand, like, hey, who Terrell is. And so I decided to really leverage that and and also be strategic about the guests that I invited on, because I heard someone once say is, you know, when you have a podcast guest on, it's like you're looking for two things, either someone who can be a client or someone that you can learn from or that your audience can learn from. And so I started using that to where it's like who was doing well at something that I could learn from and that my audience can learn from. And those were the people I would invite to be on as a guest as they talked about their journey and we connected. And that led to a lot of referrals of, you know, and I will say it took a little while for that ball to get rolling because like the first six months, things were pretty quiet on the client acquisition front. But around month nine, that's where the ball really started rolling to where more people felt comfortable, we started getting more calls, more people reaching out, and we were able to expand our reach and help more people.
0: Yeah, that that's great. I mean, there's so much that you said that I think is so valuable that people don't think about. And I Uh, have not been on the podcast, Natalia and I, Natalia is our producer and I have been on this journey um, coming up, I think on eight or nine months. So we're a little bit behind you, but what we found um, a lot of it is the work that she's done, really trying to better understand how to segment out the market, you know, who are the guests that are interesting. And one of the criteria that we have are people that are really authentic. And I was lucky enough to be one of the people that you interviewed. And I really found you to be um, a very authentic kind of a kindred spirit. And one of the things that struck me in learning more about your background, um, a background that I have um, that I still use in my work life at NACI is a development background. So dealing with wealthy individuals who want to make a difference in the world. So those are people who you're not even you're not even selling them anything. You're giving them the opportunity to invest in the lives of others, whether it's through the public goods so if it's something like a public television or radio scenario or a student scholarship so trust is is just so fundamental um Terrell and I think conveying passion and enthusiasm and and I I, I see that you have that and you've got your family involved in your business which I think is really great because you have to work at the relationships at all at all levels which you know is, is something one thing I was th- wanted to ask you um, as, as you talk about sort of your journey is um, what are some things that you do to manage your time? Um, because I know one of the things that I run into as a CEO is I have a lot of people coming at me a lot. They want to sell me something. They want you know, to talk to me. They want to do something. And I'm always struggling with how to maintain a generous heart. At the same time, being very protective of my time because that, as leaders, that's our most valuable resource. So maybe you could share with us um, maybe some tips that you have in terms of you know managing your time and and devoting your your attention to the right things.
1: Absolutely, I think one of the big things that I had to learn how to do was just broaden my my, my perspective on like a, a time frame because. Sometimes I was looking like from a day to day, like, oh man, I didn't, you know, I wanted to be a little bit more generous. I wanted to help these people. I wasn't able to help them today. And judging myself on a day-to-day performance, when I realized like, you know what, I, I probably should take a step back and look and Kate, okay, if I look at my time frame over a month, like how much of that time in an entire month do I want to dedicate to, you know, giving back and and, and being involved? And when I started looking at a longer time horizon, I could then more wisely say, hey, I want to give at least, you know, X number of hours towards giving back. And then I could be strategic to say, hey, my month is a little bit slower around, you know, let's say the You know, the the 17th through the 24th, my month is going to be a little bit slower. So then be more strategic about, hey, that's when I'm really going to spend more time giving back because things are a little bit slower during that month or during that time of the month. And so as I started really, you know, looking at that and then also really starting to utilize my calendar a lot more because at first I was trying to do it all based on what was in my head. I was trying to remember everything. And then there were a couple of things that I was forgetting, like, oh man, I forgot this meeting and stuff. And I was like, you know what, Terrell, just use a calendar, just like really put it on a calendar. And I started you know, finding different different applications that would allow that I could send people a link where if they wanted to schedule time, because with some of the universities and some of the early stage entrepreneurs. Um, being able to give my time and, and allow them to say, hey, here, you can set up a 30 minute, 45 minute conversation. We'll hop on. We'll talk about your business. And I'll give you some context from things that I've seen, you know, free of charge. There's no, no cost to you. And one of the things that I realized with using some of those scheduler apps that I could go in and set to say, hey, here are my availability, my time frame that I'm available to do those things. And the app really helped me make sure that I was only taking those types of meetings during those designated time blocks. And I can put a limit to say, hey, I can only do, you know, two of those, maybe two of those a day to where I can set those limits and those parameters. Because I do think probably, you know, like many people is when you want to give back, Sometimes if we don't put boundaries on it, we can spend all of our time giving back and then we're like, we're overwhelmed because we got all this other stuff that we, all the other responsibilities that we need to do. And so it's been an interesting journey of just, like I said, using my calendar and really looking at my entire month and kind of planning out my philanthropy a little bit more strategically so that I can balance the responsibilities plus my ability to give back.
0: Yeah, those are excellent suggestions. And, you know, in the philanthropic world, we talk to people a lot about, you know, time, talent, and treasure. And at different times of our lives, we have more of one than the other. You know, and sometimes it is okay to say, I only have a limited amount of time, but I can write you a small check or I can do, you know, something um, to support you, but having um boundaries around it. And I know a lot of Um, the women friends in particular that I have, I know struggle with that because, you know, you're used to being hungry in terms of opportunity. I I struggle with that at times at NACI because I remember when we had very lean years and I'd be worried about payroll. And so literally any, you know, project that came our way that's even somewhat aligned would take it. And over time, I kind of learned that lesson myself too. You know, sometimes it's it's okay to leave money on the table if the project is not the right fit, or either culturally or values wise, it doesn't it just doesn't align um, with what you're doing. So I, I really appreciate you kind of sharing that. And um, so as you look at where you are right now, what what kind of aspirations and dreams do you, do you have? And I'm going to ask that as a two part question. Um, you have your own programs. So I want you to tell people how they can subscribe and tune into that. And then I want you to share with us maybe an aspirational guest. So it has to be somebody who's alive <laughs> um, that you would love to have the opportunity to interview.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think you know the way that people can, you know, find this is, you know, the Business Talk Library is our, our website where That's where you you come there, you'll see all the different shows that that we're doing. um, The Business Talk Library interview show where we're interviewing business owners, business leaders from so many different backgrounds. They're telling their story as well as, you know, sharing two lessons that they've learned. And then also we have the food and finance show where we work with a lot of, you know, individuals and restaurant owners or people in in consumer packaged goods in the food related industries where we interview you know, different business owners in that space because that's one of those industries that was really hit hard in 2020. And people really had to learn how to be creative in that industry. So we brought on and we're continuing to bring on guests that can talk about the creativity, the way that they you know, wrestle with the challenges, things that they're doing. So people who listen to that show can get ideas. Um, we also have the accounting and finance show where we talk about some accounting and finance topics. And we interview, I interview other professionals because I always tell people is that, you know, my platform is not just so I can promote myself. I always like to bring on other professionals that people can connect with because they may be a better fit for you to do business with them. So I like to use my platform to introduce and help people make those connections. Newest show is the finance for business owners, because that's something that a lot of people have been asking. They're like, we love your other shows, but we know your background is finance. Can you give us a little bit more in that area? So I started that. And this is a free show as well, where I take a lot of the things that I do in some of the paid training courses that I've created. I take a lot of those key points out and then really just talk about those topics, help people walk through those things. Like One of the things that I, I, one of the videos that I did today on a live was just talking about, you know, getting the right accountant to help your business. Because a lot of people that I found were paying an accountant, but the, the value that they needed to really move their business forward. So I talked about, hey, here are signs that you might be working with the wrong person. And if you're working with the wrong person, that it's okay for you to go find an accountant that's going to actually help you and be more proactive about helping you. And so that show, all those are on YouTube. You can go to our website to see those. You can follow us on LinkedIn, on Facebook, um, and then on any podcast platform. If you look for the Business Talk Library, we're gonna pop up and those are great resources for a lot of people. Um, and then for people that are looking for a little bit more specific, like I said, we, we've created some of the courses where we go in a little bit more detail. Um, and a lot of times I always tell people too, is some of the live free videos that we do come from people have sent us a question where I want to give back and I don't necessarily have the time to hop on a call with them. So they send in their question and I'll say, well, I'm just. I may be up at eleven o'clock at night, so I was like, "Well, I'll just create a video answering your question, and I'll make it available to everybody because I'm sure other people might have that same question." So we do a lot of that as well, and and I think to your question about you know you know what's next, I think we still want to continue giving back and really using the conversations that we've been privileged to have. And different rooms, like part of my background, like I served in in investor relations. So I worked a lot with Wall Street analysts and really understanding, you know, how they're making decisions and how they think about, you know, uh, analyzing businesses and being able to take what I learned in those rooms and share it with your small, your medium sized businesses who may not have the privilege of being in those rooms. And so we want to continue doing that with the shows and the platforms. And when I think about who would be a a dream guest, I think for me, I would say Tony Robbins would be a great dream guest because although I, I love accounting, I love finance, I do think the way you see yourself and the way you think about yourself has a major impact on the world around you, like how you show up in the world, how you show up day to day, the way you see yourself and your self-image and the way that you put in the work to improve and really help develop yourself does impact how you show up in business, how you show up in a career. And I really think that that can never be downplayed as the impact of your mindset. And I think Tony Robbins would be an amazing guest.
0: Uh, The the crew here at Making Our Way Forward is a big fan of of him as well, Tony Robbins. And I think you're right, too, um, about self-awareness. And I think a lot of us... You know, we learn that throughout our lives, but I know my experience in, in graduate school, you know, and just in my doctoral program, that was like a lot of what we spent time on is, you know, know thyself, you know, where not everybody's good at everything, like know your weaknesses and you're never going to be good at everything. So how do you surround yourself um, to your point about finding the right accountant. So you and I are going to have to have conversation about that at another time, um, because we, um, you know, at different stages of an organization's life, you know, when we were at a more nascent stage, you know, seven years ago, the organization, NACI is 20 years old, but has gone through tremendous growth, you know, the last five or six years, you know, your needs change and you have a different need than when you're just, Trying to, you know, stash away a little money for a rainy day versus when you have more assets and you have more people on the payroll. So you have to really think about things differently. So I appreciate all the work that you do, um, particularly on the open source end, because a lot of the community college students um, that are served in every state across the nation, you know, many of them come to a community college or reach out and um, engage with a person like yourself because they're not really looking for a degree; they're looking for information. And maybe they're an expert in their field, but it could be that that finance is not their expertise. As I, I'm guessing, a lot of nonprofit folks that have a heart for service may not have a good financial background. So, finding people like you, um, who you know are skilled in that area, but also, as you mentioned earlier, are trustworthy and, you know, are principled enough to say sometimes, you know, I'm not the right person for you, but, you know, my colleague over here or this person that I know over here, I mean, I really think that's a way to lead with integrity. And I I thank you for the work that you do. Um, We're excited to, um, you know, to grow with you. And and, um, Natalia, our producer will tell you this, we have over 400 cities um, right now that have listeners and I think close to 30 countries around the world. So we're in it for the long haul, just like you, we keep showing up. And um, through this work, we get engaged together. And and I think we can definitely make our way forward. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We're excited with the the growing listenership that we have. And um, thank you for letting people know where they can find you. And then I think as we wrap up, I'd just like to give you a a minute or so just for a final thought or a final word. You know, sometimes our guests will talk about what they're hopeful for or what they're grateful for um, just to end, end our conversation on a positive note.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I am very hopeful and grateful for, I think in doing, you know, over 400 interviews, meeting amazing people like you is that sometimes we can be a little overwhelmed with, you know, what's coming up in like major media and we're constantly inundated and seeing conflict happening. But I'm very encouraged because there are a lot of people who are out really trying to make an impact in not only their business, but just the people around them. They're trying to make an impact in their community. They're really trying to do their best to really help other people move forward. And the more that I interview people and you really start to find, you know, see the heartbeat of people like yourself is where you're you're dedicated to serving and helping other people. And that's something that always keeps me encouraged whenever I see it. And I I would say that, please keep up the great work that you're doing. I'm a fan of the work you're doing. So please keep up the great work.
0: Indeed. That's very well said. Well, thank you for for sharing part of your day with us. And we wish everybody around the world uh, a good day and make good financial decisions or get online and find people who can help you do that. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that listening to this podcast will help you to explore the many ways we might define entrepreneurship. Join us every other Wednesday for more episodes as we celebrate opportunity, learn from one another, and grow together. Subscribe to this podcast, connect with us on social media, and learn more about today's speakers at nacy.com forward slash podcast. We look
0: forward
2: to making our way forward together with you.
0: Have you heard about our latest book, Impact Ed, How Community College Entrepreneurship Creates Equity and Prosperity? This is our roadmap for building back better in 50 states and globally. In each chapter, we share the inspiring stories of everyday entrepreneurs and explain how community colleges play a crucial role in their success. Visit us at Nacy.com slash impact ed to order your copy now and join us in this work.
2: Have you heard the exciting news? NACI recently released a new publication titled The NACI Playbook Volume One, all about how entrepreneurial mindset sets the new standard for success in communities and colleges. The NACI Playbook digs into entrepreneurial mindset and how practicing leadership with this framework creates an agile culture with space to innovate, co-create, fail forward and accelerate growth. Entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial leadership require us to lean in, anticipate and recognize trends, manage change, be resilient, take risks, reflect and rest in the knowledge that anything is possible. Learn from our innovative, insightful, generous network who navigates both challenges and opportunities entrepreneurially as we share what we've learned and how you might apply their experience to your work. We hope you'll be as inspired as we were. Learn more at www.nacyplaybook.com.